You're listening to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad you could join us today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Casting for Fun podcast. This is part three of the special trilogy of episodes that Allison and I have been doing, talking about our various uh, experiences with uh, infertility, fostering, and now we are at part three with adoption. And of course, I can't do this without Allison because she's the most important part of this whole scenario. So welcome back to the trilogy, Allison. Thank you. And actually, Liam's the most important part. You are correct. I stand correct. Yes, Liam is, in fact, the most important part. In fact, uh, happy early birthday to you, Liam. Uh, when this episode gets posted, it'll be posted on Tuesday night, the 29th of March. But his birthday is actually on the 30th, Wednesday, March 30th. So we're very, very excited that he'll be turning one years old. And we had a wonderful experience this past weekend celebrating his first birthday with family members and friends which we will definitely discuss on this podcast. Can't wait. Very cool. So to recap where we left off, uh, we had just had three of our foster kids return back to their respective families. That would be Callie, Ace Man, and Isla. And now it's March of uh, 2021. And as I mentioned at the conclusion of the last podcast, the the second part of the trilogy, uh, it was just myself, Allison, and Avery at home. But then Allison gets a very interesting phone call. So uh, if you wanted to touch on that phone call, in fact, we even have the audio clip of, that phone, of the voice message that uh, your friend Bethany had left for us. So I want to let you take it away, Allison. Tell me the experiences, what happened with that phone call. And then when you're ready, we can splice in the, the audio of that the voice message she left you. Okay. So Bethany and I worked together at a hospital um, for a number of years. We've known each other for a long time. Um, she had told me when we were starting to foster to adopt that her family had been involved with it a little bit. And I could reach out to her parents if I wanted to. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. But I never did reach out, but that we had discussed it quite a bit and she knew where we were in our journey. Um, and then I happened to be not too long after we lost Isla, I think what, how long was it? Like, uh, we lost Isla probably, I want to say like the first or second week of March. Yeah. And then within a couple of weeks at the, the end, the end of March. So it's been like at least two weeks after her, her getting home back with her family. Yeah. I got a phone call from her and I was on the phone with my brother. And so I thought I'll call her back later. And she left a voicemail and I was cooking dinner and I replayed the voicemail afterwards. Okay. Go ahead and play it. Okay best audio clip ever okay so this is uh bethany leaving a voicemail for allison uh which would have been probably march 28th or march 29th of 2021 march 31st 31st oh you're right no right. oh you're right okay i apologize yeah march yeah. 31st of uh 2021 hey allison this is bethany um i know i'm kind of randomly calling you but i kind of have a unique situation going on um with uh, my niece, I know that you know that my family has a doctor. Well, she got a phone call today that um, her mother had another child and has been removed from her care. And um, she called my family to see if they wanted to take the baby. Um, and my family really isn't able to do that with my mom's baby stuff. Anyway, I know this is all 
totally random. But I would be calling um, to see how all of this works. And maybe you and Albert would be interested in a newborn baby. Um, I'm guessing it was in San Bernardino County. I'm not sure. We'd have to find out more information. And I don't even know if my family can make a recommendation on a foster family for this baby to be placed with. Um, but like I said, um, they are looking for a placement. I don't know. It's all just kind of random. And I think these things tend to go that way. Um, but if you can give me a call back when you get this message, um, that would be great. Thanks. Bye. Ah, that's the best. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's the best. So so you get a phone call and a voice message, as you mentioned, because you were busy talking to your brother Nate at the time and couldn't answer the phone. And yeah, Bethany's explaining that uh, a child that they knew through uh, her former sister-in-law had just been born, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and so I listened to the voicemail and immediately I knew he was ours. Like I knew we had to take him in. I knew we had to foster him. I just knew without a shadow of a doubt, with all the phone calls we've had, there's been a few that I'm like, I just know we have to take this child. And he was really a strong yes. So mm-hmm. I, hang, I hang up from the voicemail and I call Bethany back and I'm like, yes, what can we do? When can we get him? Give him to me now. And you were literally walking in the door from coming home from work and I was still cooking dinner. And I turned to you and said, walk out, get all the baby stuff and newborn boy stuff. And I'll call you on the road to tell you the details, but we're getting another child. And just in true Albert, perfection, love, like want to serve, no, not ask questions and just do the right thing. You just turned around and walked out and went to get stuff. And we talked on the road and I told you, told you the story and we started moving forward with the process. Mm-hmm. And this process was a very difficult one. So do you remember the specifics? I, I, my, my memory's a little hazy and you understand the legality, I think a little better than I do. But when we were initially told that we could uh, welcome this child into our home, we were later that evening told that we could not. Was that right? Yeah, so we didn't know it, but when we had transferred agencies, um, we had to be approved in all the new count, all the counties all over again. And San Bernardino County had missed some paperwork on their end And so we technically weren't approved. So when we called the worker to say, we want this child, she looked us up and said, you're not approved. And we had no idea. So I called our agency and they had no idea because it was on the county's end. And so they told us we couldn't get him. And I was devastated. I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. I have to have this child. And they were like, well, we'll put him with another family and then hopefully it'll come around where he'll be with you. And, And I know the process. If another family takes him in, they don't want to move him. Um, and they'll likely want to adopt him. So I, that wasn't good enough for me. So I made several calls to county workers and their bosses, bosses, and, and to our agency and the, um, to her credit, our agency, can I say your name and information Um, stuff? I I think so. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say it, but Laura from five acres, um, went above and beyond and was like calling people at nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, trying to get us approved again and trying to get people to um, make it so that they just gave him straight to us. And she was phenomenal and really, I think, instrumental in helping us get him. And so that night we went to bed, not knowing if we'd get him or not. And I just remember just praying so hard that we would. And 
So we fought all day the next day for it and finally got our approval done. And little Liam um, had been taken to a county office for the night, his first night out of the hospital and uh, was being cared for by county workers there. And it was that next evening when we were told we could, we were approved and we could go get him. So he was two days old when we went and got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it was an interesting scenario to get him because we were jumping right in, into it. Uh, we still had our family obligations and responsibilities. In fact, I remember my first experience kind of having Liam was that we had to have him with us when we took Avery to her uh, swimming lessons. We, we She gets, takes twice a week swimming lessons. Uh, and I remember bringing him in and, you know, I watching him, you know, in the, the car seat and, you know, the, the swimming instructors coming up saying, oh, what a cute baby. It was, it was really, really cool to, to have this child, uh, people thinking that it was in fact, my own child. In fact, we're going to get more into this later, but everyone talks about how much Liam looks just like me, which is yeah, <laughs> his round face and brown eyes. He looks just like you. Mm-hmm. But, but at the same time, we have to remember that when he was initially born, he unfortunately had, uh, uh very difficult circumstances about him, which we're going to jump into now. If you're comfortable talking about it, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. um, I mean, I think it's good for people to learn the truth, but mm-hmm. Um, so he was severely drug exposed. And, um, when we first got him, he cried for two months straight, right. Day Mm -hmm. and night, like day and night just screamed. Mm -hmm. And we'd had other drug exposed kids. In fact, all of our foster kids had been drug exposed. And so we'd kind of learned some tricks for it. And we, we thought we could handle it. And initially the drug exposure is bad. And then it goes away after a little bit. Um, but within 24 hours of having him, I knew something was a little bit more unusual. Something was really wrong. Um, the normal things that we did didn't work. And he seemed to have, um, like almost like seizure, like activity and some other things that were pretty scary. And so I took him into the emergency room and that's a whole nother story in itself, but long story short, thanks to Susie. If you listen, Susie at work, thank you. Um, we were able to get him transferred and admitted to Loma Linda hospital in their NICU. And he was there for three weeks. And that was really, really, really hard because um, we then became NICU parents, which those of you who have had a child in NICU know how hard that is, where you're just going back and forth between real life and your other children, and in our case, Avery, and then trying to be there for that child as much as you can in the NICU and dealing with all the uncertainties and the unknowns. That was really scary. And I remember them coming to us um, or coming to me and, and it was during COVID. So we had to switch off. We couldn't even go in at the same time and them saying that he wasn't eating properly and he needed a feeding tube. And I just knew, I'm sorry, he had a feeding tube that he needed an NG tube, like an actual tube tube. I just knew that what that meant. I knew that if we went down the NG tube route, that it would mean other complications and, and possible outcomes for him that weren't as ideal. And so I turned to one of the NICU nurses that I'd befriended And I said, what do I need to do to keep him from having to get an NG tube? And she said, you basically need to live here. She's like, you need to be here for every feeding. You need to ensure that the nurses are doing their job. Sorry, getting emotional Um, and be here for the feedings. And I remember going out to the parking garage and just in tears because I was already exhausted and already was overwhelmed and calling my mom and being like, how am I supposed to be here? I have a full-time job and a daughter at home and responsibilities, but I don't want to leave this child. And she said, 
one day he could be yours. You need to do what you would do if he were yours now. And she said, what would you do if he were yours now? And I said, I'd stay 24 seven. And she's like, then make that happen. So I did, I called in sick. I made arrangements with Albert to watch Avery 24 seven. And I basically lived at the hospital. Um, I slept in the car for a few hours each night and then went back out to feed him again and just stayed at the hospital at the NICU. And within a few days, he was eating properly and doing much better. And after three weeks, he was discharged. Mm-hmm. It's a truly wonderful story. In fact, uh, our sister-in-law, Jackie, made a very touching post on uh, Instagram around the time that this happened, uh, explaining just how wonderful and dedicated and caring Allison was to this child who technically wasn't our, our, our baby, but that we hoped he someday would be. And again, it's just a, a wonderful testament to how loving and caring Allison is and how willing she is to work hard. Uh, whatever she does, she works hard. She's 100% all the way. So, so thank you for your efforts, sweetheart. And uh, yeah, it was interesting because so, so a few, there were a few times where I would take over just to give Allison a break. And we had to make sure that we were there at the hospital before 9 p.m. because that's when they shut it off for, for visitors going in. But once you got inside, you could stay. And so, so there were a few nights that I took over for Allison, but there were uh, several nights where she wouldn't come home until one, two o'clock in the morning. Avery and I are fast asleep, but she's doing what she does, uh, caring for this uh, brave little lion. Mm. Yeah. So, so again, can you, can you recall the story how he, Liam came, we came, got, gave him the, the nickname of the lion? Yeah, I just remember him being in the NICU and somebody saying that he was a fighter. And I was like, yeah, he's brave. He's courageous, kind of like a lion. I just like threw it out there. And I said, he's our Liam the lion. And it just stuck. And to this day, he has everything lion associated. We call him Liam the lion all the time. And he's still that brave, courageous little boy that I just think is the most fierce, capable thing ever. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, your, your dear friend from Florida, Katie Maslow, has sent you a lion book, children's book, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, you know, commemorate and celebrate that, yes, we were giving him this nickname. In fact, we, for, for those who have followed our story, you know that we were referring to him simply as the lion. Because at the time, we weren't allowed to uh, give out uh, his, his biological name due to privacy issues because he wasn't our legally adopted son. So for a long time, we just simply called him Lion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Katie was fantastic in supporting us and helping us through a lot of the, the scenarios in the beginning because she's dealt with foster kids and she was really, really tender and sent, sent us a lion in a book and things about lions. So a lot of friends have stepped up and, and sent us lion stuff. It's been really sweet. Mm-hmm. So, so as Allison mentioned, after three weeks of uh, the, the wonderful care that Loma Linda gave him, and, and again, shout out to them because yes, they're a wonderful fantastic. Hospital. They were they were truly great. Uh, the nurses there are, are amazing. They do they go above and beyond. So yes, yes, you can truly tell that they they love the children that they care for there. Casey and Mike, I love you. Those are two <laughs> of his nurses that are still friends of ours today, and mm-hmm. we just couldn't have done it without them. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So so when Liam's home. Uh, as Allison mentioned, for, for two or three months, even after he came home, it was just really difficult because he would just constantly cry. It was very hard to, to get him to, to stop. And as Allison mentioned, some of the techniques that we had done before, not, not by no means are we pros, but we, we've dealt with newborns before. So we kind of drug exposed. Yeah. Yeah. With, oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Sweetheart. So again, with the case of uh, Ace Man and Isla, yeah, we, we knew uh, things that we could try that would work and, and it just wasn't clicking with Liam. Uh, but eventually it did, right? After just a lot of hard work, care, patience, love for the child, it, it got better, right? Yeah, it was like one day he was a screaming constant baby and the next day he was fine. 
And the doctors say that that's exactly what they expected when the drugs left his system, that it would finally just get out of his system altogether and he would be normal. And that's exactly what we experienced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so for those who may be wondering, so Liam's in our care. Uh, and with the other uh, foster kids who we had in our care, we had visits with the family, but that wasn't the case for Liam. Uh, do you want to talk a little more about that? Like what was going on? I guess there's, there's information we can't really share, but. Yeah, let's keep it general just because I want to yeah. respect the families. But yes, long really. story short, um, neither of his parents were were really involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, yeah, I just I guess that's all I want to say is it just yeah. there wasn't a family member that came forward that that would have been acceptable for him and would have been a, a healthy fit for him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things with fast forwarding to his adoption, sorry, but one of the things that a lot of people said is that, you know, how sad that a family didn't want him. And I, I wanted to scream every time someone said that because I'm like, no, there, there is a family that wants him and we want him bad. And so, you know, what turned out to be a sad thing that no family members biologically stepped forward was a huge blessing for us because that's how we ended up for him. But, but yeah, nobody came forward. That was a good fit. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we take care of him um, the best we can. And I think we're doing a pretty good job, right? I'd, I'd say we were, we're I mean, decent. Again, <laughs> Some days are better than others. Some days are better than others, but uh, he, he, he's getting cared for and, and shelter and fed and, and love and loved. Absolutely. Yes. Loved. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so the holiday season rolls around it's, it's December. And then we all of a sudden get uh really exciting uh, news about the the potential moving forward of adoption, right? Yeah. So they had told us initially that it would be a one-year process, two-year process. That's what to expect with kids his age. Um, They want to do their due diligence and make sure no other family members come forward. And also that the courts were super backed up because of COVID. And so adoptions were taking way, way, way longer. So I just went into 2022 thinking if we get him adopted by the end of the year, I'll celebrate, like thinking 2023 is probably more likely. And so that was the expectation we had. And then we got a call saying that all of a sudden adoptions are moving really fast and it's going to happen soon. And they started the paperwork and the process of that and said it could be six to eight weeks, but you know, it's going to happen sooner than we thought. So that was really exciting. Mm -hmm. If I can remember our dates correctly, I want to say it was December 22nd or maybe the 23rd of uh, 2021 that we went to a notary, a local local one here in our our neighborhood and uh, got the paperwork notarized, right? Yeah. To begin the process. Yeah. Signed off that we both want him and filed our our adoption order is what it was. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after Avery's uh, fifth birthday, uh, in January, right after that is when we actually went and signed actual paperwork, right? Yeah, we had to go into the county office with mm-hmm. our county worker. And she had a sign basically saying that we want him and we're requesting him and, and this is official. And that was a really exciting day. Mm, it was very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit because we're about to get some really exciting news. Here. So, uh <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so I don't want to like you know, take away too much from this is Leon's podcast. Absolutely, absolutely 100% Leon's podcast. But in this, in January of uh, 2022, we we're at a family trip for Disneyland. And it was there that I received an email notification. Hey, by the way, you have been accepted into the uh, Masters of Business Management program Woo-hoo! at Azusa Pacific University. And I was just absolutely ecstatic thinking, wow, this is so cool. And then later on, 
like maybe a week or two later, we go to Disneyland and we get even more exciting news. We need to go to Disneyland every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could. With, with our passes. So yeah, we, we went to Disneyland. But um, what, what was the exciting news that we got? So we got a phone call from our accounting worker and she's like, are you ready for adoption day tomorrow? And I'm like, what, what adoption day? And she's like, yeah, I'm calling to confirm you're ready for adoption day. I'm like, what, what adoption day? And she's like, you didn't get my email. I'm like, no. Well, it turns out she had emailed the wrong family, unfortunately for them, Mm -hmm. which really stinks, but had told them that their child was being adopted when it was really us getting an adoption appointment. And it was for the very next day <laughs> at 8 a.m. So as we're dr- driving on our way to Disneyland, Allison's just screaming, losing her head. And it was, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was really funny, but it was also really touching and great to see uh, Allison that ecstatic and excited. And uh, what we the, the process we'd begun way back in 2015, uh, we went through the infertility problems we had the miracle of our wonderful daughter Avery but then we had the struggles with miscarriages and then we had the struggles with deciding what we were going to do next and then the struggles of uh, having foster kids get returned to their families finally it worked out yeah yeah like someone said it would yeah (laughs) (laughs) I always knew something was going to happen so yeah the fight was worth it totally but so we had our call and we were ready for the the very next day you know it turned out interesting because I had wanted to make it like kind of a special thing invite company over and make it a big deal um and we didn't get the courtroom scenario because of COVID we actually just had a phone call which at the time was kind of a bummer I would have liked the courtroom scenario but I also um felt like it was as it should have been like it was just our little core family and just over the phone in our home. And what a special moment to be able to have that happen just with those that we loved. And it wasn't about like fancy stuff that I would have done normally. It was just about our family adopting a baby. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely wonderful. Uh, so so next part I want to talk about really quick is uh, we decided that uh, the name. Remember, we, oh, we yeah. talked about it back in the first episode of the trilogy. That if we had any additional children joining our home, they would have to have an A name. And obviously, Liam doesn't begin with an A. It's an L. No way. But <laughs> but, but again, we wanted to honor his, his given birth name. And we've gotten so used and accustomed to calling him Liam. It just seemed weird to call him something else, especially because Liam the Lion, it just fits his personality perfectly. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let me add one more thing. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, and also, his um, we found out his birth mom had given him that name. And that that was a special name to her. We found out some information that I'll just keep private, but we found out that that was a significant name to her and her family. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to honor that too. Yeah. So, so now we're at the uh, little bit of a conundrum. Okay. What do we do now? So uh, we, we bring them up all the time. So our good friends, the Ferrantes, uh, Stephanie and Hi, Ryan. Hi, Stephanie Ryan. We love you. <laughs> Stephanie had actually suggested that using uh, Liam as his middle name would be a great idea as technically Stephanie is her middle name. Right. So, so we figured, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we can keep the the, the name, middle name of Liam to honor his uh, his biological given name, but at the same time, we wanted to give him an A name that he would just be it would be attached to him legally, but that we would still refer to him and call him as his middle name, Liam. And we didn't because we didn't want him to feel left out, like everybody yeah. else had an A and he didn't, and so it was a way of him being a part of our family permanently. Yeah. 
yeah so so again we go through like the normal baby process which is maybe a little weird that we have a child who's already born and alive but we're trying to decide on a first name now <laughs> which doesn't work well for us we don't agree on names very well you and i no not necessarily and again it makes it a little harder when it's a's but yeah, we, we committed we committed true. to it so thankfully and, and it's a wonderful thing we did commit to that yeah good point so so we even opened it up to family members just like you know these are some of the names we're thinking of do you like it yes or no um ultimately we went with austin Right. Yeah, yeah. I think we both just agreed we loved the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my my wonderful dear cousin Sonia has a son named Austin. That's the only Austin on uh, my side of the family. But it's again, it's not the immediate family. It's a uh, extended family. My cousin's son, which would be my first cousin once removed, mm-hmm. right? Something like that. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> but but again, so yeah. For all intents and purposes, we're calling him Liam. Uh, I guess later in life, if he decides he wants to be Austin, that's totally up to him. But for us, he will be uh, Liam the Lion. Yeah, he will always be our Liam the Lion, but we're going to have him be legally Austin Liam Pineda. Yeah, yeah. So so then we we have him. He's he's, he's ours. He's legally adopted. And uh, I know a lot of our friends are really excited that when we post pictures of him, we don't have to block out his face anymore oh, for privacy. Oh, that's the best <laughs> ever. I hate doing that. I'm so glad we can show his beautiful eyes. Mm-hmm. So, so now it comes time to uh, properly celebrate, right? Yes. Okay. So, which so, we do know how to do. Allison probably <laughs> better than I do, but so, so Allison, if you could actually tell the listeners what you had in mind for for celebrating this momentous occasion of uh, celebrating Liam's first birthday, but also celebrating our him permanently joining our family through adoption. Yeah, I mean, I'm so excited that they fell at the same time. His birthday and our adoption finalizing really it was such a fun time to have it happen. At the same time. Um, so I think, I mean, obviously throwing a big party for him was um, more for us than for him, maybe more for me than anything. But uh, I felt like it was, you know, accumulation of four years of trying to have another child after Avery and the process that we went through and all the heartache that we went through. And I just really wanted to celebrate that at the end of those four years, we have this beautiful child. And so, you know, Liam the lion had to be a lion and we wanted to come up with something that would fit that theme. So we did a circus theme and um, we went big and hired a company and had about 250 people come celebrate with us. And it was everything we had hoped it would be. Absolutely. Yeah. So for those who went, who were were in attendance uh, for the party, which was actually just yesterday, uh, and we got who I got to talk to. I mean, thank you so much for coming. It was so wonderful for seeing uh, friends that I hadn't seen in years and, you know, family that were able to attend. Thank you so much again for your love and support and for family who weren't able to attend, we felt your love. So again, thank you for, for all those who helped, uh, put this event together. Uh, it was, uh, truly uh, a wonderful experience, a wonderful party. It was a party. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, so yeah, there you have it. Oh, wait, can I uh, add oh. one thing about the party? Oh, sure. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that was really special. I mean, it was wonderful to have, like we had friends and family and coworkers and church members and neighbors and everybody like that we possibly could have that supported us and, and some really special friends and family that were really with us for every step of the journey. But one thing that was really touching to me is the, the relationships that we've made through fostering and the people who came from that. So we had two workers, Laura, one of them that I mentioned, um, come from Five Acres and celebrate with us, which was really special. They were part of the process for him. And then we had several people who are current foster parents or former foster parents or had been fostered themselves um, come and celebrate with us. And we had just made those connections and relationships through fostering. 
And yet it just shows you like what a village, what a community it is that they actually came out and celebrated. So I was so touched by those people who came, who had experienced and walked the journey with us and who also had journeyed their own uh, foster path. So I just want to express my gratitude for, for the relationships that we've developed throughout this process. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just adding on a little bit more to what Allison just mentioned about uh, those who begin, who, who become foster parents and resource parents and uh, go through the process of welcoming children into their home. Uh, you know, it could be that some of them never have the opportunity to adopt, right. but I think they still do it out of the kindness of their hearts, which is a wonderful, amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And then for us, um, again, the, it, it could have happened that we didn't get to adopt Liam at all, mm-hmm. or we couldn't even still be trying or, uh, but again, this whole process, it, it's, it's work. Yes. Uh, but it doesn't always work. I guess that's the point that I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, but despite that, I do think that it is a worthwhile uh, ex- experience to to do what mm-hmm. you can to to help uh, less fortunate children. Mm-hmm. So Liam's in our home now, permanently. Yeah. Uh, he's wait, 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 oh. wait. Sorry, I'm all excited. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, you have to share your favorite part of the party. Uh, and then I want to share mine. Okay. Favorite part. Let me think. Let me think. Should well, I go first? Uh, go, go ahead. Go okay. first. Go ahead. Okay. My favorite part. So, I mean, I had a million favorite parts, but my favorite, favorite part was we sang happy birthday to him. And at one point as we were singing, I looked up and there were like 200 people just sitting there singing our baby and singing happy birthday. And it was just such a testimony of the love and support that we've been given and such a celebration of his life. And it was just the best feeling in the entire world to celebrate him with all those people. So that was my favorite moment. I think that was my favorite moment too, but I I, I knew you were going to copycat. I knew you were going to say that. So I mean, that was my favorite part as well, but what I would also add again, it happens not just at the party. It happened many times at the party. I got to hear people say that. But anytime anyone tells me, "Oh, he looks so much like you, Albert," oh yeah, it, it just really makes me happy. It makes me smile. So yeah. Oh, wait, can I? Oh, wait, finish your thought. Sorry. No, no, that was it. I, well, oh. I had one other thought to to conclude. But oh, wait, no, let me finish this up. Okay, the party. Go I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say. So the other thing too is we were opening presents today, which, by the way, we got way so many, so way too many things, but um. Every single card we opened was what a lucky boy he is to come to such a great family. And that was really, really touching. Man, I can't stop crying now. It was really, really touching to have um, so many people validate our family, which was super sweet. So thank you, friends. Oh, yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, so, so what does the future hold for us now? So we oh, have Liam. Something <laughs> we, done. We have Liam in our home permanently. And obviously we have our wonderful daughter, Avery, who will always be with us. Even when she leaves, she'll, she'll still. She's always our baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, we are still open to fostering and to welcoming additional children into the home. Uh, we may we, we decided we discussed that we probably aren't going to be welcoming any more newborns into the home. It, it is really daunting task for for us to take on and for anyone to take on. But uh, yeah, we are still open to it. So as our experiences continue to grow and develop, we will definitely share more on that, uh, the journey that we go on. So I guess the, the journey is not over. I mean, the journey continues on, which is a really exciting thing, right? Yeah. And my favorite thing. So after we literally the day we adopted Liam, we finished the adoption. We're just sitting around chatting so excited. And I looked at Albert and I said, so are we going to keep fostering? And what was your response? I said, yes, let's do it. So yeah, that, right? yeah, you responded immediately <laughs> yeah, with a yeah. yes. And I said, I wanted to too. And I said, what if we don't adopt again? Are you interested in fostering just to foster? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that our hearts have been softened. If we adopt again, that's fantastic. And if we don't, there's still children that we need to love and help. And I think we've realized that we have a service we can provide. 
and that we want to help more children. And so that's really like a 180 for me. You know, I went into this, like I'm only adopting, I'm only doing this because I want another child. And now it's in this healthy, happy place where we're like, let's help children, whether they stay with us or not. So I'm really excited for the future. We're definitely going to keep on fostering. In fact, at the party yesterday, I might've pulled a couple of the workers aside and I was like, <laughs> please call us again. We're ready. I'm feeling the itch. It's time for another child. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it was, it was definitely a very exciting trip and thank you all of you, the listeners for listening to this three-part trilogy of, uh, how very special, very, uh, uh, um emotional experiences for us uh again mo most of the topics i discuss on my podcast are very light lighthearted in fact we're going to do some lighthearted stuff coming up uh, very soon <laughs> good. but uh but yeah so uh, we will definitely be doing uh special episodes again in fact i'm looking forward to so many friends and family who have very special emotional stories to share so there's definitely going to be more special episodes of the casting for fun podcast coming up Uh, but again, thank you for listening to our experiences and going on this journey with us. It's been so much fun, I think, for the three of, for the both of us to recount our experiences that we've had with growing our family. Yeah, it's been really tender to go through it again and and just to share that with you and with our friends and family who've been with us. Mm -hmm. I want to be in a fun episode. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, to, okay I already had Allison on uh, four episodes now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're we'll do a fun one. We'll, we got some fun things uh, planned for the future. So okay. definitely bring you back on for a fun thing. Okay. Uh, any other talking points before we wrap up? Are we good? I love you. Thanks. Love you too. <laughs> okay. Thank you everyone for listening to the Casting for Fun podcast. Uh, and be sure to stay tuned for uh, new episodes coming out every Tuesday night. Okay. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Welcome, everybody, to the very first post-credit scene for the Casting for Fun podcast. <laughs> Sorry, there's actually just one more uh, quick message that Allison and I wanted to mention, and it wasn't included in the original recording, so we're going to go ahead and uh, put it in right now. Yeah, I think we got too excited and we started cruising through things, and so I'm so sorry, but this was on my list of things I wanted to make sure we talked about today. Mm -hmm. So we want to give a shout out and a huge thank you and express our love and gratitude to Bethany's family. Yeah, I mean, I think there's so many miracles in this process of adopting Liam and so many um, ways that God put things to fall into places they should have. And one of the biggest miracles for us is not only did we get this beautiful child, but we got the family associated with him through his half-sister, Lily. And that is just a huge gift. They're one of the best families in the entire world. They are just very loving hearts of gold really down to earth, wonderful people. And they've welcomed us into their home like family and have invited us to family gatherings and have been a part of this fight to get Liam with us in ways that I don't want to go into for privacy, but they've just been with us every step of the journey and done it in such a, a graceful, loving manner. And so we got Liam, which is miracle number one. And we got Liam's half-sister who's just fantastic, Lily and her family, which is miracle number two. 
and we couldn't have done it without them. Absolutely. Yes. In fact, Avery now thinks that Lily is her uh, older sister now. Too, yeah. Which is pretty yeah. Cool. Was at the party. She's yeah. like, mommy, my sister Lily's going to be there. And I'm like, uh, how do I explain to her? You're not quite sisters, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we love you guys so much. Thank you again for uh, supporting us and helping us and and being uh, not just friends, but now family to us. So, yeah, we're so, so, so blessed in so many ways. And we just wanted to make sure that you knew that as well to the Bethany family. Okay. Well, thanks everyone. Again, uh, now we're signing off uh, permanently for, or for sure this time for this episode. So thanks again for uh, joining us on the Casting for Fun podcast. Bye.